There's something so indescribably sexy about you standing in the middle of a crowd. Uh, this is going to hurt you a lot more than it will me, I'm happy to say. Monday mornings are about to get nasty. It's the Mizzy Bender Show. Happy Monday, you sinners. Mizzy Bender here from Mind Bender Parties. How's it going? I hope you guys are all doing really well. Uh, I can't really complain at all. Uh, so today is Monday, April 27th, and it is day 44 of me being in my home. Oh my gosh, and holy moly. So really before I get into everything, I just wanted to make sure I do that. But, uh, you know, before we forget, uh, Mind Bender Parties, we are an event lifestyle um, company that hosts events across the Northeast and uh, migrating down into uh, the South, which I'm really excited about. And uh, that's one of the reasons why this week has been a good week and a bad week. Good week because business has been booming on the boutique side, Mizzy's Boutique. You can find me on Etsy. Uh, and then also just uh, the podcast and my mornings with Mizzy broadcast, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, things have been changing so quickly. And uh, with that, so this is my second, my very second podcast. So thank you for sticking with me. And I have to say the first one was extremely successful. Uh, I didn't really know what to expect, what to think, what to make of things, anything of the sorts. But uh, I am really happy with the results. So thank you so much for tuning in. And I do hope that you continue to uh tune in with me and I'm really excited about today because my podcast and my live broadcast and everything about that is all about inclusivity with the community right and so I keep saying to everybody if you have a topic for the mornings with Mizzy show that's live on Facebook Monday through Friday which is uh, 7 a.m to 8 30 a.m or the podcast which launches every Monday uh, let me know and you can send an email to mizzybender at outlook.com and do you know for our second podcast we already have our first community entry which means uh you know day one was my intro day two is bam we're in it with the community and uh the question from the community really was what can we expect from coming going to a mind bender parties event and then, so I thought, like, okay, not just my men parties, uh, what about in a swinger event overall? Because, you know, we have a lot of people that follow us, and uh, some are very new, and some are, you know, very senior. It's funny, I got into a debate, and I still don't even think that I'm saying it right, because I, I got into, I think that that's not, I, I still don't think that that's the right way to say it, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, so what I thought was, you know, say what you would get the expectations from my number, my men and parties event, but then also a swingers event overall. And what fun way to do it then to go through my experience, because I, you know, I, I went through it all with Spencer. So... From my perspective, you're going to get that, and then you're going to get, like, what is actually happening now at my Men Party events. So this is going to be a really fun broadcast, uh, you know, first of all, you get to share my creativity, and then also it's, like, some history of my Men Parties itself and uh, Mizzy Bender as well. So this is going to be fun. <clears throat> 
Uh, so I'm really, really uh, excited about that. And, uh, you know, it's just, it, it's just fascinating that I even get to tell these stories. Because when I was thinking about what this podcast was going to be like, uh, I didn't know initially, you know. And then as the days went on and I was thinking about some information... Well, actually, it's only been 24 hours because it came up yesterday on Mornings with Mizzy, the topic uh, where the community entry was brought to my attention. Uh, So like within the past 24 hours, I've been thinking about what this podcast would really be like. And it started to make me think about so many different things and so many experiences that I had. And some of them I had a really great chuckle over. So um, (laughs) we'll start with my very first one. Uh, so the way that it actually happened for me, when I was entering into the lifestyle and I was going to swinger events and getting a feel for the environment, uh, I was with Spencer the entire time. And so since I was with him, it was almost like he broke me in easy, but it wasn't an, an intentional it didn't happen intentionally. It was just the way that our relationship went. And and that was part of some of the stuff that I was thinking about, about today when I was like, wow, this is really fascinating how it all came together. So the way that this happened was, uh, so if you guys remember me saying I had met Spencer, we were going to, I was hanging out with one of my family members, uh, my aunt. She was very, very good friends with Spencer at the time. And he had invited her over to Cherry Grove. Now, Cherry Grove is a really great place. It's, um, there's a nude beach over there. It's LBGQ, uh, I didn't say that right, but LGBTQT community. I still didn't say that right. So you can correct me. I will, I'll say it right. I'll write it, I'll write it down the next time to make sure that I say it right. So I'm so sorry about that. But, um, so, you know, it's just, it's just so free. It's just, it's absolutely amazing to go over there. I've never been over there before. And so she says to me, she's like, listen, my friend invited me over to uh, like a house, um, a boat party over at Cherry Grove. And the boat is going to be connected over to this bar, Cherries. And she's like, it should be a really great time. Now, this was like the end of June. So I was like, oh, that's perfect. It's it's the beach over there. You have to take the ferry over. So I was like, this is going to be an awesome night, right? Now, at the same time, my home life was a bit challenging, so to go out was very, it was complicated, it was annoying, it was just, you know, and so it it always made for a very, uh, I can't say like very fun night, because I was always so worried about different things at home, and uh, even so, like more the repercussions of me going out of when I got home, uh, you know, it would just be a fight, it would be annoying, it would just, it would just be like nonsense, you know, something that you really just shouldn't deal with. And so, uh, you know, I, I already was like in a bad state. So I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to go with her. We're going to go over. We're going to have the best time ever. It was like a beautiful night. It was absolutely amazing. So my aunt picks me up and we go down to the ferry and we get down to the ferry. And that is where uh, Spencer and all of his people are just waiting to get onto the boat. Now, he, they hand us these bracelets, right? And so I was like, oh, OK, you know, and I didn't even think, I don't even think that I, I didn't even think that I looked at what the bracelet said. I just put the bracelet on and it was, you know, it was a cute bracelet. So it was like one of those rubber bracelets. I think it was like purple. And, uh, you know, I just slipped it on done and done. And uh, so we get over there. I'm having legit the best time of my life. The music was amazing. And it was probably super old school or like that super fun, like 80s where you're just like you have a few beers in you on a good, you know, a good summer night and you're just like having the time of your life. Uh, That's that was what was happening for me. 
And, uh, but the, the funny thing about this entire thing is, is, you know, so my aunt tells me, she's like, you know, we're going over to this boat. And so I'm thinking, all right, we're going over to the beach. Now, again, uh, I don't really have many clothes to go out in at this point in time in my life. I didn't really even go out with anybody at this point in my life. Um, that was just not anything that was in my cards, nor, you know, was it something that was acceptable for me to do? Because like I said, it was a very complicated thing. So I didn't have um like a great range of clothing and plus even the clothing that I had was very conservative because uh, my husband was kind of in the sense of like you couldn't wear fitted clothes you couldn't wear you know v-necks um you know and, and so many different regulations and rules and this that and the other thing and so you know when I would go out with her like I'd always try and find like something that would be you know super sexy yet you know kind of balance my wardrobe so I end up going out this evening wearing a black pencil skirt and um I don't know, I don't even remember what the top was. I remember it was a black you know, a black tank top, but I had another shirt on on top of it. And, uh, you know, she's wearing this, she's like, that's what you're wearing. And I was like, yes, this is what I have. You said that we're going to a party. So, uh, you know, that's what, that's what I ended up wearing. And so when we get down to the pier and we're meeting everybody to get on the boat, I'm like looking at everybody's attire and I'm starting to feel so embarrassed, right? Because I'm wearing this fucking pencil skirt and everybody's wearing, you know, this casual, great outfits, super sexy they were looking. I mean, it was like this, I was just like, oh my God, I feel so out of place. It was absolutely ridiculous. So I said to my aunt, when we get on the boat, I was like, we have to find me something else to wear when we get over to Cherry Grove. Now, Cherry Grove also has a ton of shops and stuff because you, you know, you can live over there. There's summer rentals over there. It's a great community. So uh, she's like, I got, I know that there's this perfect store around the corner. We'll go there and and uh, we'll, we'll see if we can find new shorts when we get there. So I was like, okay. So, um, you know, we get over to Cherry Grove and we do. We go to the store. We find these shorts. Now, mind you, the shorts were $56 for a pair of shorts that you would go into, a, you know, like any normal store and buy $10, you know, for $10, uh, freaking 56 fucking dollars. They were like these cotton <laughs> black shorts. I wore those shorts to no end and I still have them to this day. I won't get rid of them yet because I'm like, they were so expensive yet they're so faded and it's just so ridiculous. But I'm like, there's no way I could get rid of them. Um, and so I, I change into the shorts, right? And so uh, I even, and funny enough, because of the way that I just was in my relationship and, and just some of the, I guess, like mindset that I was, uh, um, I, I kind of was set in at that time due to the circumstances, uh, I was even uncomfortable taking off that first, that second layer shirt and just being in my tank top, being in a tank top with uh, the shorts that I had just purchased. And it's funny because that would be like any normal attire that anybody would walk out uh you know on the streets with but for some reason it was just an absolute no-no kind of wardrobe and so I was really uncomfortable like I was having so so much fun because I was so free but at the same time I was like oh my god I had some anxiety because um you know I wasn't really allowed to be dressed like this it was absolutely absurd and funny enough you dress you see how I'm dressed now and how I dress now and you're just like whoa this girl did like a 360 but then I started thinking back early on in life and no uh, I used to dress the way that I dress now back when I was younger before I got married. So um, I was always this way. It's just I'm actually coming back. So uh, that's lovely to know.
in any event, a crazy tangent about this ridiculous uh, pair of shorts. But this is my first entry, you know, my very, <laughs> my very first night at a swingers event. So here I have this complete ridiculous wardrobe debacle going on. And I'm having the time of my life, like I already mentioned early on. And uh, shortly into the event, uh, this woman approaches me and she says, and now I still don't know that we were at this event for uh, a meet and greet for swingers. I had no idea still at this point in time. So now this beautiful woman comes up to me and she is asking me to go on the boat with her and her husband. And I was just like, oh no. I was like, no, no, no. I'm like, I'm married. I, I couldn't do that. And she's like, well, where is your husband? And I'm like, well, he's home. And she's like, well, then why are you here? And I was just like, well, I don't know. My, you know, my aunt invited me here. She's friends with uh, Spencer or whatever. And so, you know, I'm kind of just here hanging out, having fun. Like why? And she's like, well, you're wearing the bracelet. And I was like, yeah, they gave me the bracelet because I'm with everybody. <laughs> and so it's, then I started to understand what's going on here and um I was completely flattered but completely taken off guard as well because I was like oh okay my aunt tells me she's like uh you should feel really happy she's like this girl's the this woman's the most beautiful woman here and she wants you to go with her and her husband she's like you should feel really flattered and I was just like oh my gosh this is absolutely absurd um so it was uh, a very first funny first night in so many different senses because I had no idea what I was getting myself into uh but the thing is and if you so if you think about that uh from a first first you know, a first go at, if you're looking to go to an event for your first time, I didn't even realize that I was at an event for swingers with, uh, for, at a meet and greet. You know, number one, yes, it was in a public place and it wasn't really anywhere where you could be completely outrageous. You know, it was like a regular bar setting. So you could be that way. Um, but, you know, so for people that think that it's this crazy, uh, you know, interaction at swingers events and stuff like that, it's not, you know, clearly I just mapped out the ridiculous scenario that went on for my very first event. And uh, somehow with all of that ridiculous, uh, you know, me and Spencer hit it off and he and I just had the best time in and out. And it was funny because he and I didn't even really uh, hang out that much during the night. You know, he would go and do his thing and pop around and, you know, we would come and dance for a few seconds and stuff like that. But it wasn't even hardly anything. And it was just legit. It was the most freeing night of my life. And I think that that was part of the experience on how uh, I was able to kind of move up my timelines on where I was at in my life and, you know, how things were able to go move so, so well with Spencer because it was just like, it was just so free. It was just so natural. You know what I mean? There was just no pressure. It was just such a beautiful, thing where like I was in my own element feeling like myself having the grand old time doing the things that I love to do which is just you know be outside just dance just have fun and it was just such a great time and uh you know being with my aunt we always just had the best time ever I mean our adventures were the most amazing adventures you could ever have you know like the most silly adventures one could ever imagine and we would laugh and just you know they were great and so this was no different so I can't, uh, I can't hate my first experience whatsoever. Um, so that was in June. And then uh, Spencer says, um, well, my aunt, my aunt had always wanted to go to a white party out in the Hamptons. And Spencer was, 
um, he had done that he had uh, do like he did the setup the technical setup for that event itself so that meant that in the in the basement of this private home there was uh, a kind of dungeon setup there was the cross there was a swing there was a sling um, you know like a mat you know different beds and stuff like that uh, different kind of play area set up and so they set that up and then like all the decorations outside for the most part and the music and the DJ and so uh, Spencer had invited my aunt to go to this event. And so my aunt was like, I really want to go uh, to this white party. Now, she had mentioned this to me early on before going to Cherry Grove. And so I already knew that she wanted to go to this white party. Again, I did not know what the party was. She just had mentioned that it was a white party. So I had already told her that I would, you know, go to this event with her. You know, as time was going on, and <laughs> we went to that first event at Cherry Grove. And now there was like, oh, the connection of like this white party event I kind of got a little intimidated, but this was now in August that the white party was. And Spencer and I had already been hanging out for uh, about, you know, two months at that point. And so he really wanted me to come to the party as well. So between my aunt and Spencer, I was just like, all right, yeah, I definitely am going to go to this event. And I was like, fuck it. Who cares? Uh, Who wouldn't want to have this kind of experience? And so my aunt and I went to this event and again... Uh, you know, is probably one of the more freeing, more free events that I have experienced because since it was a private event in a private home, uh, you know, there were no rules and there were no boundaries. It was set up so beautifully. I have to say there was uh, beds out on the grass with just beautiful draperies and just, I mean, it was just gorgeous. Fire dancers. Um, I mean, it was well done. It was absolutely gorgeous. But Uh, There was nakedness everywhere. And so now this is my first experience, party number two, uh, in this environment where I was like, oh my God, I'm not sure what to do. And I didn't. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to look. I didn't know how to respond. I didn't know if I was allowed to look. Uh, I was very intimidated. Um, But it was okay because nobody was disrespectful. Nobody came into my, you know, personal space or anything of the sorts. It was very interesting to watch, um, you know, everybody's interactions and, you know, just the environment overall. Again, it was another beautiful night. So it also made for the experience to be, you know, just perfect because, you know, it was a, it was a, the ambiance was just perfect, you know, and the music for my minor parties at that point in time is when I just started to get you, you know, started to learn uh, what they were about. And uh, I loved the music. I was able to dance all night long and it was just freaking awesome. Excuse me. And so uh, I was having a grand old time just out, you know, on the deck by the DJ, having a grand old time, dancing my little ass off. And Spencer's like, you know, do you want to go and check things out? You know, we go look around. I could show you downstairs where we set up and all this other stuff. And I was like, okay, sure. What's there to lose? So we go on this tour and, you know, you walk in through the back of the house and you walk in and you're into the kitchen, which is connected to a very, very lovely living room. And the living room had one of those couches that's like the U couch. Well, you know, there's naked people everywhere. Some people are fucking. Some people are just kind of, you know, there was like oral going on. I was just like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. I at that point, when I walked through that living room, I was overwhelmed because I was just like, I don't know what to do here. And uh 
But again, you know, nobody, nobody made you feel uncomfortable in any kind of way. They were just doing their thing. They were in their element. They were having a grand old time. And there was like no worry whatsoever. And it was just me. It was my own insecurity because it was an environment I had never been in before. And so, you know, it was, it was one of those things where you have to ease into it. But also, since I didn't know anything about the lifestyle, it wasn't anything I was seeking out myself. So I knew nothing of it. It was very shocking. Um, not shocking, but it was just a new, a very new experience, right? Like I didn't even know what to think or what to make of anything. Um, for those of you that are listening to this or potentially thinking about going into the lifestyle, you already kind of have an idea of what you're looking for. So for me, this was like, oh my God, I was learning from start to finish, like what's going on here from a lifestyle perspective, Spencer's life, mind bender parties, etc. So this was very, 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 very new. Um, so that's why I'm saying uh, my journey was kind of a really great, a great one uh, when I'm thinking about the entry into the lifestyle. And I didn't even really recognize how well I entered into it and how easy Spencer made it for me. Yeah, there were a lot of massive uh, drama bumps and stuff like that, but easing into it and the way that he brought me into it, I would recommend uh, so well because... Um, it was. It was just like the meet and greet and then this private experience where it was just, you know, somebody's private home where you kind of get a little bit more intimate setting. And then I went to the club. Uh, so that was like, I, I didn't know it at the time, but as I've been thinking through it and talking through it with the Mornings with Mizzy show on Facebook, um, I was like, wow, this is this this has actually been a really smooth journey and I would recommend this to everybody. Uh, so that's why I always encourage having a mentor, somebody that's been in the lifestyle for an extended period of time to help you through or you know more so better yet continue to stick with me and you will hear my journey like I said we're on day two of this podcast and you're just hearing the start of it and so if you stick with my journey here you'll hear it all which is kind of fascinating super cool and like I am so excited to be able to share it with you I who would have thought so Here's the white party, right? I just got finished explaining to you how uh, Spencer was taking me through the living room and uh, there's all this sexual activity going on. And Spencer was like, it's okay. You know, you can look, it's fine, you know? And so he was kind of easing me through, kind of sharing the ins and outs, the things that you should or should not do. And, um, you know, he brings me downstairs and now we're in the dungeon. And now there are people playing everywhere. And, you know, he's also sharing with me the different setups that he did and what he does, how he does them. And, you know, he's sharing his passionate points about uh, the event itself. And so he showed me all that stuff. And then, uh, you know, later on when the night was kind of, you know, because there's like flips and flows of the events, right? You know, there's everybody's dancing, everybody's having a good, good time. Everybody kind of breaks away, they go and play, and then they come back and dance again. And so there is these weird rhythms that you'll find when you come to the events. And um, at this particular time, so he already showed me what goes on and, you know, people playing all that stuff. And when there was a break, when we knew that there wasn't going to be anybody down there, he brought me down there. And he put me on some of the equipment so I could get a feel for it, show me what he likes so I could see if I like it, and, uh, you know, kind of take it from there. And that was the first time that I discovered that I really liked the swing. The swing is super awesome. It's very comfortable. It makes oral absolutely amazing. And you can kind of just like twist and turn your body in so many different ways. Forget about the fucking on it. I mean, overall, it's just an amazing, amazing, amazing piece of equipment. And since we own it, we were 
were able to bring it to the apartment and Spencer then set it up in the apartment so we can play with it more and I can get a feel for, you know, what it does and then kind of explore more on it. Do I like these kinds of toys and different things? And so that also helped my entry into all of these different uh, likes and kinks and different things that I knew I liked inside of me, but I just never had the opportunity to explore. And so I was really excited when we were able to bring uh, the swing into the house and kind of just play with it and whatever. So that was really great. So that was in, um, that was August, I believe it was. Now the next real event that we had gone to, well, There was one in between, uh, and there was a schoolgirl event in September that we had gone to, but it wasn't one that Spencer was hosting. It was, um, it was just, I think it was just like a local thing that was going on, and so they wanted to attend just to, just, just, you know, just to go for the night or whatever. Uh, It wasn't anything that he had to do, it was just a night out for us, so I'm not really counting that in this one because it wasn't really part of the Mindbender Party's experience, Um, and so... Now, the one that I'm going to talk about next was, like, the big, like, the next big event was the big event, which was Halloween, and this was at Electricity Social Club, and Electricity Social Club is in Rhode Island, Providence, Rhode Island. We host there just about every six to eight weeks. It's an amazing club, amazing club, Um, and uh, so that was the first club experience that I really had when I watched a complete setup from Mindbender Parties from start to finish. Uh, and it was wild. Uh, the travel time, first off, you know, planes, trains, automobiles, all that kind of stuff. Uh, no, it's, uh, you know, you drive to the ferry and then, you know, the ferry takes you over. And then you got to drive from the ferry over to the club. And then you got to uh, run all of the equipment up. Holy fuck. The flight of stairs that you have to run. All of these bins and all of the electrical equipment and the lighting, the DJ equipment, etc., etc. up is just torture. If you guys want to know why I look so fit, it's because I run 50 fucking bins up and down those stairs at ESC. It's like, I don't know if I love it or hate it, <laughs> truthfully speaking. At the end of the weekend, I love it because I'm like, damn, I got a great fucking workout in between running those stairs and dancing my little tush off. It was good. Um, but this was the first time that I saw. And Halloween, from a Mindbender Party's experience, is over the top. I commend ourselves in uh, just the amount of time and the passion, the creativity, and the energy that goes into this setup. It is our biggest setup. It is the one that we take the most amount of time on. And so for this, we'll get to ESC. We will arrive on a Thursday. A complete setup will take all Friday, all of Saturday, and then we'll head back to the hotel really quick for like an hour and a half shower and make it back to the club at 9 p.m. for uh, the launch of the event itself. So it is a very extensive setup. We don't do, you know, that for everyone, but Halloween we love. And oh my God, there's just so much that you could do with Halloween, right? And so at that time, Spencer was still with his ex-partner. And it was very clear that there were roles and responsibilities within Mind Men Parties. Spencer was responsible for getting all of the lighting together, all the technical stuff, and like getting, making sure all of like the DJ and everything was running smooth. And his ex-partner was responsible for, or the, for all of the decorations. And um, the DJ would also bring, you know, like a friend or a friend or two, a girlfriend, uh, various different setups. And so uh, there would be like on Saturday, 
Saturday, all of us, or Friday, all of us would be at the club. And, uh, you know, an ex-partner would be doing their setup. Spencer would be doing his setup with the DJ. And the rest of us girls would kind of be chilling in the smoke room and just kind of dilly-dallying around uh, doing miscellaneous bullshit. At that time, I did not get involved in what Spencer and his ex-partner had going on because... Well, it was starting to turn into a very uncomfortable experience. Uh, I wasn't really hardly even speaking with the ex-partner at that time. It was just a very complicated situation. It was just absolutely ridiculous overall. And it was just nothing I wanted to be part of. And so I stayed away from it. And that was fine for me. Um, But it was a good learning because it gave me an opportunity to kind of sit back and like look at what the setup is and like watch what they do and I could get you know it was like my observation period because you know if you guys listen to me I always say like I don't want to do anything until like I'm very sure I know exactly what is going on or I'm super knowledgeable in you know the entire thing and so this was my learning period and it was very cool um I got to see what Spencer did I got to see like how much he loves it uh, where he gets his drive from and all that. And so that was that was really lovely. Like, he was really happy. And you can see that he just was having uh, the time of his life. And he was really happy to have me part of it. You know, he kept, you know, sharing so many different things with me, uh, throwing different ideas with, you know, at me and stuff like that. And so, you know, it was just really cool. It was, it was really lovely. <clears throat> it ended, <laughs> funny enough, that event ended with me... Uh, and Spencer and his ex-partner all getting into a wicked fight outside the hotel because it was just shenanigans and like I don't do drama right like I don't like that kind of shit it's just like just be direct straightforward whatever and so it was just like a day of just nonsense and a half so you know so as much as it was a learning experience it was still really awkward for me and I was just like man I don't know about any of this and uh and so you know we kind of got through all that got back and had a really fun night i don't remember the event um so very much it's it's interesting because like those early on time periods not that i really dismissed them out of my life but it was just like there was just so much happening and maybe i prefer not to even really consider that part of mine and spencer's life like i'm glad that it happened because it was a great growth opportunity for us and i learned so much but uh, i could have done without without a lot of that time period and so uh the same thing so i saw how like the decorations were done i saw how spencer did and i was taking notes right because uh when you come in you have some fresh new innovative ideas and you think about what you want to do and things like that and uh, now this was event not like nothing I had ever seen before. Uh, Spencer goes absolutely wild with um, the the cobwebbing and stuff like that. Super three dimensional. It's a very cool. Uh, he loves this setup so much, and uh, from start to finish, top to bottom, every room across the board decorations in it. I mean, it was over the top. And uh, again, the music was off the chain. Dance the night away. I know that for sure. It was just amazing. The next event that I had gone to was uh, nothing for uh, nothing for Christmas. Uh, that was the last event that we had all attended as uh, the old Mindbender parties, and that was uh, you know Spencer's old partner and himself, and kind of me in there. But again. I didn't participate in like the decorations or anything of the sorts from a business perspective. I legit came as a third wheel and I am totally fine admitting that. I am not uh, ashamed to say that at all because it wasn't anything I wanted to be involved in. I felt like it was their business. It was their thing to do and uh, you guys handle your shit. You know what I mean? And I'm not getting involved in it right now. So I sat back again and uh, I observed and I just watched and kind of saw 
uh, you know, again, what they did, how the decorations go and all that kind of stuff. I kind of watched the process and, you know, again, like tips to the trade type of deal, like how they place things, uh, where certain things go. And so I was taking mental notes, but again, I was, I was not participating hardly, uh, in the setup whatsoever. Uh, so that was December. That was pretty much where uh, things went. And so uh, the impression of mind-bender parties I had gotten at that point in time was uh, unbelievable decorations from start to finish, over the top, um, in every single kind of way. You know, there was, uh, the music is absolutely my favorite part because, uh, you know, without the good music, I feel like you don't really have an event uh, and you got to keep the people going. And I'll dance my ass off the entire night. So if I stop dancing, it's one or two reasons. The music sucks or I legit am having a heart attack because I've danced way too much and I'm going to like fall on the floor because I I shouldn't dance anymore. Uh, So those are the only two reasons uh, why I wouldn't be dancing. And so, uh, you know, so I was, I was taking all of this in. Now come January, uh, January mind-bender party blows up, right? Um, the business goes under, there's no longer the partner involved, <laughs> things are kind of shut down, and mind-bender parties go silent for a couple of months. And uh, then we relaunched. And it was a bumpy relaunch, I'm not going to lie. So many different things happened, and it was just, uh, it was a very challenging time period. The ex-partner made things very, very complicated, and uh, it was a very unfortunate situation. So the fight back was a little bit tough, uh, but the fight back wasn't really as tough as one would think because you had the opportunity to reinvent, uh, come back with something new and something fresh. And listen, at that point in time, it was something new and something fresh, right? Because now you have a completely, totally different business. You have a totally new person involved, different thoughts. Again, like I said, innovative, taking notes, observing all these different things. Uh, Part of my background is corporate events. So I'm extremely trained in how to run events for a couple hundred people, how to do it efficiently, effectively, cost effectively, and uh, not spend a lot of time doing it. And so, uh, you know, when we got back, it took me some time, right? Because even though I was observing mind-bender parties, I still had to get like a really good feel of like what mind-bender parties meant. Like, what did it mean to Spencer and I? Like, who were we as mind-bender parties together? Like, what did it represent? And so it was a continuous growth uh, moment, uh, a lot of learning on my behalf, because like I said, I was still new into the lifestyle. I wanted to be really supportive of what Spencer had going on from mind-bender parties, but I also knew I couldn't jump into somebody else's shoes, right? And I needed to be able to do things the way that I knew Uh, excuse me, to do things like how like I can run them and like the way that I need to make changes. And it was a bit bumpy. I'm not going to lie. You know, Spencer was like, well, no, this has to be done this way and this has to be done that way. And I'm like, but listen, if I'm going to get involved in here, I need to be able to do it the way that I need to be able to do it. Like I need to be able to feel like I'm part of mind bender parties and I'm not just coming in and starting to just like do somebody else's job. You know, like if I'm going to be part of this, uh, I need to be part of this 110%. And so slowly and gradually uh, after a event or two of setting up and running them myself, 
uh, with Spencer. By the third one, we were on fire, and I am really excited. And we made a few changes. So from a decoration standpoint, because since that was my job, um, what I decided to do, uh, I've shared with you so many different times that I I really think that uh, a three-dimensional experience is super important, right? Uh, you want to walk into a place and you want to remember it. Like you want to walk in and you want to feel like you're going somewhere great. And so that's what the first thing is. Uh, you'll always get an entryway where it's going to be in your face. Of course, only if the venue allows. Uh, some of the venues just make it tough. And so you have to work with the space that you get. But ideally, right? Ideally, you walk into the event and you're just in this thematic room or, you know, space. And you're just like, oh my gosh, I can't wait uh, to get into this place. And hopefully, uh, you're walking into this place wearing uh, a thematic outfit, right? Because we do ask for people to wear thematic outfits and Spencer and I are always in theme so uh, you know hopefully you walk in and you're in your outfit and you walk into this you know topped from ceiling down to the floor the walls I mean like everything you're just like walking through uh, this amazing experience to do the check-in uh, to get into the event and when you get into the event you will find the same experience in all the hot spots of uh, the actual event itself so you know like the the dance floor area, uh, the bar area, you know, all the hot spots that we know that people hang out at in the club itself. Uh, we eliminated putting uh, all decorations in the play areas and uh, like the playrooms because I personally felt by the time, uh, you know, people were, you know, going into the playrooms, well, I mean, you really only want to fuck at that point in time, right? You don't really care if there's, uh, you know, some some candle on on the table or whatever that's my personal opinion I, I would love to know if i'm wrong there but you know it's like people are going in there uh you know they have their drinks they have their lube they have their toys or whatever the fuck is going on uh you know just let them play and they're probably a little bit tipsy at that point in time too and so there's a lot happening uh and so you know so that was one of the reasons why i had cut out uh the decorations in those rooms and so really putting it in places that people hang out uh are in and really feel like they're getting into the theme and, and, and the event itself uh, is that exactly what we try and do. So uh, sensory is really important. Uh, and then again, uh, the music is always on point. Uh, we have two house DJs. We have DJ Biff and we have DJ Greg. Uh, both of them you can find on our SoundCloud. You know, go to SoundCloud, search Mindburn Parties, and you will find them. Uh, we have all of our uh, what are they called? Maybe like tracks, tracks from the events itself. So you'll get a feel for uh, what we put out there. You'll get a feel for the vibe. Uh, we like I'm proud of what we bring to the table. Uh, so that's what you can kind of expect from uh, a, a mind better party uh, setup itself. The lights, the the oh my god, the lighting is just absolutely amazing in itself. It is amazing to me how much you can transform a room with decorations, change of furniture, and lighting. It is unbelievable. I can assure you that when you come to our events, you will know that we were there. You will know that it is a Mind Bender Parties event because we do, uh, we just put on thematic events like we have nobody else has done before. And I promise you that. And you could even give us the feedback. If we haven't lived up to your expectations, definitely let us know because, uh, you know, we always want to improve and we want to make sure that we're meeting community, need, community uh, needs. And that's by, you know, putting on the best possible events that we possibly can for you guys. Uh, and we don't know if we're doing it wrong unless you tell us. Now, from a swinging perspective, 
uh, you know, people have the impression that you're going to walk into an event and you're just going to see people fucking all over the place. You're not. As you might have heard me say earlier, it kind of goes in waves at the events where, you know, everybody comes in, they're mingling, we're all chilling, we're chatting, we're having some drinks, you know, some smoking pot because some have, you know, smoking rooms. Uh, you know, we're kind of just doing our thing. Uh, and then probably around like, you know, maybe 1130, 12 o'clock, people start to get frisky. And then you'll see like, thing the rooms start to get and the main rooms start to get empty. Uh, everybody goes into the playrooms, everybody's kind of doing their thing. And then probably, I don't know, I would say like 130-ish, uh, depending on like what club you're at, because they all close at different times, people start coming back out and they're back on the dance floor, they're back at the bar, and they're having a good time. Uh, some places allow play in the dance areas, some places don't. So a lot of the venues are different. So when you, even if you go to one club, you are not necessarily going to get the same rules at the other. Uh, you know, personal rules and swinger rules in general apply everywhere. But, uh, you know, play areas within the clubs do vary in range. Um, and so... You're not going into, like, this wild fucking orgy. You're not going into, like, this crazy thing. It's not like that whatsoever. Uh, it is... It's very classy. It's not ridiculous at all. Uh, you know, you really shouldn't assume anything at all because you all know what that means. You make an ass out of you and me, and nobody likes that. So uh, if there are specific questions that you want to know about this topic, feel free. Shoot me an email, mizzybender at outlook.com. I have no problem answering things, uh, you know, sharing, whatever, anything of the sorts. Um I know that that was like a really weird journey to get us to where we were, but I just thought it was really important from a, a beginner swinger standpoint that if you're going to, uh, you know, enter the swinger world and really not know <laughs> what to expect in any kind of way, uh, these are some of the things that I experienced and this was my journey. And so I do really recommend kind of, you know, doing the meet and greets and uh, really, you know, chit-chatting with people beforehand and kind of getting a feel for, you know, just interactions and how people behave and kind of some of the rules and stuff like that. Uh, I appreciate my journey. And again, like I said, I'm really happy to share it with you guys here. Uh, and uh, I promise you, when you come to one of our events, when we're back up and going, you won't be disappointed. Uh, not at all. And if you have a different theme, a special theme, a fun theme, any kind of theme that you think that we should put on, send that to me also. We're always looking for suggestions on that as well. You know, new, fresh ideas. So we aren't all doing the same exact thing. Um, so that's it. So that's a Monday April 27th podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the journey of what to expect when you come to a Mind Minor Parties party, but also uh, what you can expect when you go to a swingers party uh, event in general. So if you guys have a topic for next week, definitely email me. Uh, if not, I will still speak to you then. So until then, guys, I'll talk to you soon.